This episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Eric Rosenberg from Personal Profitability, and when I'm not busy hustling my tuchus off, I am stacking Benjamins. Live from Joe's mom's basement, it's the Stacking Benjamin Show. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and welcome to Friday. Let's get to it, shall we? On today's show, we're talking about breakups. You'll be amazed at how much money people spend when they end a relationship. We'll also answer what's clearly a wrong number on our voicemail from Glenn, who asks about freezing his credit. Huh, curious, wrong number, yet he asks a topical question. And we'll also discuss a letter from Al, who wonders about shoring up his retirement funds. Helping us today, we welcome from the Afford Anything podcast and blog, Paula Pant, and the author of Control Your Cash, a guy who I will not dignify by pronouncing his name correctly, it's Greggy McFarlane, and rounding out our roundtable team from LenPenzo.com, Green Bay Packer quarterback Aaron Rodgers, oh my god! Ah, it's Len Penzo. (laughs) But that's not all. Today, we'll talk to a man who created an app to help couples better plan money. A founder of popular app Honeyfy, Rami Sagaldine. And now, because he doesn't want to rake leaves, Joe Saul Sihai. I'd much rather be hanging out here instead of raking leaves. Hey, everybody, I am Joe Saul Sihai, Ever Joe Money on Twitter. And here around the card table with me, I think we got the band back together. Straight across, let's start there. In Los Angeles, California, Mr. Len Penzo joins us. Hey, and believe it or not, I am Len Penzo on Twitter. Is it? That's crazy. Well, how do you come just up with Just in case you thought I might be John Smith or something else. I don't know how you come up with these names. How do you come? Is do, that do, amazing? Do, do, do you hire an agency? Is that what you do? Yeah, that's that's about it. Uh, there's lots of study on that. And, uh, you know, I'm just fortunate that I have a name that there weren't any other Len Penzos out there that took it before I got it. It's such a common name, like Bill Smith it, it and Len Penzo. Right. <laughs> Yes. yes. And and to your right and to my left, Len, we uh, have uh, Mr. Greg McFarlane from Control Your Cash. I thought Penzi was the plural of Penzo. <laughs> Isn't it Penzi? 
Well, I don't know. Well, let's, ask, let's ask the pens off. <laughs> or, or is it just pens? You know, if, you, if you must know, actually, my grandparents' name, my grandfather's name coming over was Penza. Ah. But he didn't like the feminine, so he made it Penzo. Because he's a masculine dude. Yes, he is. Yes. But if you get a gaggle of Penzos together, is it a pens? <laughs> like, what is it? I don't know. To weigh in on that, sitting to my right, to Len's left, across the table from Greg, it's Paula Pant from Afford Anything. My question is, would it be a gaggle or a flock or a, a murder? A murder. As, as in a murder of crows? Definitely. If you've ever been to a Penzo family reunion, it's a murder. <laughs> it would be a murder, yeah. <laughs> you know what's not a murder? It's when you, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, how do you how do you transition that? Wow, you killed that transition. Oh, bam. I, I nailed that thing. Got to say a big thanks to LinkedIn for supporting Stacking Benjamin. It's the best place to find great talent for your hiring needs. LinkedIn businesses rate LinkedIn 40% higher than job boards at delivering quality candidates. For a $50 credit toward your first job post, visit linkedin.com slash SB. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks, LinkedIn. I think, I think Paula, we got to have a uh, job board out there for somebody to do my segues. Uh, I think so. Maybe, maybe Len might want to apply. I bet he could, uh, he could kill it. <laughs> hey, maybe you can find somebody who can ride a Segway. Oh, oh, could ride one. Yeah. Yes. Which, uh, let's ride into the second sponsor. <laughs> See, there we go. Nice. Yeah. Getting the hang of this now. We're also sponsored by magnifymoney.com. Magnify Money is your number one place to go when it's time to compare top financial tools, ditch the products at your local bank, make the easy switch, and save lots of money. The average person saves on average 450 bucks when they use Magnify Money, whether it's your next checking, savings account, zero interest, credit card, reward points, consolidation loans, or student loans. Magnify Money looks at them all. Head to stackingbenjamins.com forward slash Magnify Money for a better financial future. I want my financial future to look like Greg McFarland's. Greg, you're who I want to be when I grow up. I'm just glad that the second sponsor isn't a competing self-balancing scooter company. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been way better? <laughs> a segue for your segue. Yeah. We need to segue into some headlines. we got a fantastic show for you today. We've got your letters. We've got uh, Rami Sagaldeen coming down to the basement to talk about HoneyFi. If you're in a relationship, you want to hear that one. But first, we got this headline, so let's move. Hello, darlings. And now, it's time for your favorite part of the show, our Stacking Benjamins headlines. Our headline today comes to us from Money-ish. This headline grabbed me from Reed Alexander. The insane amounts of money people are spending to get over bad breakups. It seems like, Greg, we're going to go to you first because, well, of everybody in the group, you're the emotional one. It seems like <laughs> breakups don't just break your heart, they break your bank too, it says. First of all, Joe, uh, what do you think of a web-based collaborative software? You you a big fan of that? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. I cry every time I hear about it. Len, the, the, yes. I, I can't believe this woman. They talked to a woman in this article, New York relationship expert Susan Winner, who says, quote, anybody, it would, she would actually encourage people, encourage them to go spend some money when they when they break up. You know, I don't get that at all. You know, what I did during breakups, and I'm, you know, I'm a sensitive guy, Joe. I'm sensitive. I, I had some bad breakups when I was younger, but I didn't spend money. What I did is I immersed myself in work, and that's how I got over it. Decided to, to me, it's make much cheaper, and I'm making money. I'm not spending it. Well, it seems like when you're out there making money, Paula, then you're, t you're telling them, you know what? Look at I'm the rich person that uh, you're going to have to get over later. 
oh, no, I don't think that's what you're saying at all. I think that if you throw yourself into your work, it's like you're putting your energy into being productive. And it doesn't necessarily have to be your your work. You could throw your energy into a hobby. Maybe you're really into welding or, I don't know, needlepoint, uh, whatever it is you're into, tennis. Like you could throw your energy into anything just to so that you are developing outside like a fuller sense of self and outside interests and passions beyond just that breakup. Also, can I say another thing about this article? Yes. The unstated premise here is that spending money correlates with happiness. That's the whole premise behind why a person would spend a bunch of money after a breakup in order to feel happier. I disagree with that root premise. There are many ways to attain happiness that do not involve spending money and spending money does not necessarily lead to greater happiness that's at least I, not above like the you know bottom rungs of the maslow pyramid that's why i don't get the i don't get the breakup expert saying that she encourages people to spend money when they break up this idea of that she calls it the benefits of retail therapy in the wake of a painful breakup it seems like you're just making things worse that seems to me to be an illusion. I think retail therapy is a concept that was invented by retailers in order to encourage people to spend more. Science has shown, research has shown the things that cause an endorphin rush or, you know, dopamine triggers in the brain include cardiovascular exercise, getting eight hours of sleep per night, having strong relationships with friends and family. Those are the things that lead to happiness and satisfaction. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny, Greg, even uh, somebody who I wouldn't think would be in this article, Pauline Pequin from Reach Financial Independence, uh, she's a friend, I think, of yours and mine, Greg, says that her yeah. breakup cost her in the realm of $8,000. That's a ton of money for a breakup. Yeah, but I'm not sure that she was necessarily uh, emblematic of what the uh, author was trying to convey. And by the way, a couple of minutes ago, you called the lady, the subject of the Money-ish article, a breakup expert. And I'm really hoping that you don't change that <laughs> in post-production. I'm not going to change it. It's actually funnier that way. Uh, but she's a relationship expert. You're, you're correct. Look, if you're the kind of person who needs an excuse to spend money, then use a breakup. Fine. I don't think getting permission or justification from a relationship expert is going to make a difference. And by the way, isn't the standard maneuver to get over a relationship, Netflix, the couch and ice cream, you know, making yourself even more boring, which is probably why he dumped you in the first place. <laughs> and one more thing, anybody who calls herself a relationship expert or who Joe calls a breakup expert, I, I don't want to hear from, you know, who's a relationship expert or should be Queen Elizabeth or Prince Philip. When you've been married for 70 years and you can still stand the sight of your spouse, then you can call yourself a relationship expert. Before then, you're just some confused woman looking for an angle. I want to <laughs> ask about, I guess, healthier ways that you guys think. So, Greg, sticking with you, you go through a breakup, healthier thing to do than go have retail therapy, as they call it here. For me, I was bummed out for anywhere between 10 minutes and a couple of hours, honest to God, because you got to be pragmatic about this and use that left brain. And then just get on to the next thing. Uh, like Paula was saying, it, it immerse yourself in whether it's work or some activity that you enjoy and don't need your ex-partner to enjoy it with. That's the only way to do it. And if you need to splurge and spend an extra couple bucks on yourself, money that you would have spent on the other person, again, if you're a guy, all the better. But but to go on a four-digit shopping spree, I can't see any justification for that at all. Yeah, Len, you said you immerse yourself in your work. Paul, I think when you said, when you're talking about work, you were just commenting about what Len did. What about you? Breakups, what's a healthier thing that you did? 
reading, writing, and exercise. Those were the three cores. And reading and writing are essentially free. You know, you can maybe pay 10 bucks for a book or you could get a library card. Writing is free, assuming that you already own a laptop. And exercise, I mean, you could pay for a gym membership or or obviously there's plenty of free ways to exercise as well. I think the lesson here is, uh, is <laughs> I don't know, lesson, lesson I think in this article is don't do that. That's 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 my lesson, Greg. Lesson here from the article. Yeah, I I agree wholeheartedly. Like I was saying before, if you're looking for a rationalization for spending, you you probably shouldn't. In fact, you definitely shouldn't. Len, big takeaway. Well, the average divorce is thirty thousand dollars a year. Thank your lucky stars that you broke up and you didn't. Uh, you, you did it when you weren't legally married. Paula, <laughs> Paula, big takeaway. I think that if you are the type of person who has to go on a big shopping spree, uh, I mean, I don't mean to be judgy, but develop other hobbies. Upstairs talking to mom is Rami Saragadeen. Say that one fast, Lempenzo. Rami, Rami Saragadeen. Rami Saragadeen. So he is one of the founders of an app called HoneyFi. Do you and the Honeybee use HoneyFi? No, but I use the Honeybee app. Well, it might be nearly as good. Our friend Hannah Rounds, who is a great financial writer, told us about HoneyFi. And it's I liked it and enough to uh, have Rami on the show because I wanted to talk to him about exactly how it works. So we don't ever endorse any of the financial apps that we talk about here on Fridays, but uh, we certainly like them enough that we wanted to tell you about it. So let's say hello to Rami Saragadeen from the HoneyFi app. And from HoneyFi coming down the stairs, Rami Saragadeen joins me. Is, is that, did I get that right? Absolutely. Well done. I've been practicing most of the morning, Rami. That's <laughs> uh that's great. It's, uh, you got it faster than my wife did. So. <laughs> We're not here to talk about your name. We're here to talk about HoneyFi, though. So tell me, before we get into how how HoneyFi works, were you frustrated in your own life with the way that you and your spouse were talking about money, or did you see an opportunity in the market that wasn't being addressed? How did HoneyFi start? A little bit of both. So uh, my wife and I, we were living in New York City at the time. We had two kids and we had just found out we were getting our third uh, or having our third. And if you've ever lived in New York, it's very expensive as it is. But then trying to put kids through private school and daycares and so on, it just made it impossible. And then three kids kind of made everything change. Um, I, didn't, I didn't know so that, by the way. New York is expensive. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it, parts of it. And so we started talking through, OK, well, where do we want to live? And, you know, do we want to commute in from out of the city or what kind of lifestyle do we want to have? And we realized we'd never actually sat down and, and had a conversation about, well, what can we afford to do? We'd sort of just, you know, despite you'd, you'd be surprised, right? Two kids and, and being married never actually talked about it. We just sort of said, you take this bill, I take that bill. But it wasn't until we were trying to talk about going and buying a home and really, what does that look like that we realized that we weren't prepared at all? And so it kind of sparked that, well, well what's out there? And, and we didn't really find anything. And so it said, you know what, let's let's go start it. Well, let's talk about it then. Let's dig in. How is HoneyFi different than something like, you know, let, let's talk about the thousand pound gorilla, Rami, uh, Mint. Yeah. Mint is obviously well known and they've done a great service for us. You know, we can say we're kind of like Mint and that you connect your bank account and it pulls in those transactions and so people get it. Where we're different, though, is 
you know, one, we were built for couples from the ground up. So the, the entire experience is built around those challenges that couples face. And the second is we've tried to make it as simple and as fun as possible, right? It's something you preach on your show all the time, right? Money shouldn't be as boring as it can be. So we've built in things like being able to put comments and reactions on transactions. So Uh-oh. my wife. I, exactly. My, my wife loves to put little, you know, angry faces next to my Taco Bell uh, <laughs> runs, <laughs> things like that. I was going to say um, my my board game addiction might get a few uh, nasty, uh, nasty looks. <laughs> exactly. But even um, in our budgeting philosophy, right, we have what we call the beef. It's bills, essentials and fun. And we try and help you understand what you're spending in each of those major categories. And fun is one of those three. Right. We want you to have fun. Like life is about enjoying it. It's not just about not spending money. So we've we've really tried to build something that we hope people actually enjoy and, and want to use with each other. Well, give me a quick walkthrough then. So uh, obviously people can't see the app. They can go to honeyfy.com and follow along. But uh, tell me, so I download the app and uh, how does it work? Yep. So when you, d- you download the app and you'll link your accounts and then you'll choose which accounts you want to share with your partner. As we've actually found a lot of people, even after marriage, don't merge all their finances. Um, so they still keep some of their accounts separate. And we give you the choice as to how much you want to share. Then you invite your partner your partner signs up. Once you've connected, we create a household budget for you, which you can you can edit. We'll identify your recurring bills and give you bill reminders. And then we'll also help you stay on track with your budget and make sure that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing or what you want to be doing. How do you help us stay on track with our budget? Yeah, so we, we've built in different little reminders. So you'll get alerts if you're spending over or under a particular category, as well as when you make new transactions, we'll send you an alert within a couple hours of that transaction. Sometimes it's a few minutes, sometimes it's you know four or five hours. But we found that's really helped customers because they can see very quickly the impact that purchase made uh, versus checking at the end of the week or the end of the month. OK, how did we do? Because by then it's too late. Right. What, what do I do then? Do I put those in myself or you start off with some that based on my past performance and my past spending and then I can move them around? Exactly. So we try and do all the heavy lifting is what we'd like to say. So we'll take a look at your previous spend. We'll identify areas for improvement. And then if you like them, you go with them. If you don't, you can change them. And then let's talk about that initial budget that you set up. Is that the, the initial budget, once again, just based on my last few months spending? It's a little bit smarter than that, but yeah, that's that's okay. the core. Right? We right. try and <laughs> we we try and customize it to each household because everybody's different, right? But yeah, we try and make it as focused on you as possible. I've always advocated a weekly sit down, you know, a meeting. Cheryl and I last week went to IHOP and mm-hmm. sat there over pancakes and looked at our money together. But it seems like this would make that conversation really easy and fun because we just both of us click on the app and it kind of facilitates the discussion. Yeah, absolutely. We call it honey fine chill, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> but um, that's a good night. Yeah, no, it's, you know, again, trying to make finances fun, right? So we've actually tried to build in some of the stuff into the app as well. So honey fine chill nights or, or money nights, money dates, as they're often called, are great. But we also want those little touch points throughout the day, throughout the week. So, for example, you can actually share a chart with your partner in our chat. So the app has a private chat. It's just the two of you. And a lot of our, our customers have said, this is great because this is our our money talk. You know, it doesn't get mixed in with, did you pick up diapers? And, you know, are you going to go get a haircut? That kind of stuff. And it keeps a nice little history of what you're having a conversation about. Nice. And the app is available on Google and on Apple platforms. Absolutely. Yep. 
the app is free, so the next obvious question that everybody listening is asking themselves, Rami, is how do you guys make money? <laughs> so we we make money through our partners. So uh, within the app experience, what we try and understand is what are your needs, right? Um, we don't have sort of the, the model that some others would take where we have an offers tab or we just kind of blast ads at you. We really try to understand, well, what do you spend your money on or what are your needs from a financial perspective? And then we'll bring in trusted partners to present them as opportunities there to you. Um, so you can be sure that, hey, if, if Honeyfy is showing you somebody that you might want to look at, we've worked with them, we've partnered with them, we know that they have your best interest in mind. And that way it's a win-win, right? We actually have one there today where you can take a, a look at some of your recurring bills, like your Comcast bill. Our partner will actually work to negotiate that bill down for you. You obviously get a great savings there, and we share in a little bit of that savings. Gotcha. Okay. Well, cool. Yeah, you 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 delegated to somebody else. I mean, me, I delegated to somebody else inside the app, and then uh, they get a cut of what they save, and you get a piece of that. Exactly. Gotcha. Exactly. Yeah, cool. And then the last, I guess my last question is, people often worry about security. Tell me about how HoneyFi keeps my information private. Yeah, it's very important to us. So very much like Mint, and as I said before, we, we first of all, we only get the ability to pull in your balances and transactions. We can't change any of your data. We can't move money or anything like that. We've actually partnered with a company called Plaid, which uh, is a leader in the industry and is actually partially owned by American Express and Citibank. They're the ones that actually make the connections to the other banks. They're the ones that actually get your username and password. We don't touch it at all. So we've tried to build it in a way that we use partners that are, that are trusted and, and are well-known in the space. Yeah, it says on your site, bank-level security, which is, which is what Plaid is. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Good stuff. Well, thanks. For, you have to have, well, I guess I do have two more questions. Number one, <laughs> you, you have to have some some success stories that are kind of fun. Can you share one success story of people using the app? Yeah, absolutely. I might share two if you don't. Mind. But so one yeah. is uh, we actually had a couple where one of their, uh, what I won't say who in the relationship, but one, one of them in the relationship had a problem with every time they'd go to the grocery store or every time they'd go to the gas station, they would always buy way more than they needed to. And it was all these little purchases that were adding up. So within the app, they were able to track those and see, you know, the, those actual little purchases adding up and start to bring that under control. The other one, which we, we actually got really excited about. So every week we do customer interviews. A couple had found us from their marriage counselor. Wow, um, really? Yeah. So their marriage counselor identified that money was one of their sources of stress and told them to write down everything they buy and talk to each other about it. And they kind of laughed and they said, that's not going to happen. Right, right, right. Um, so they found us. They've been using us for about two and a half months. And, you know, she literally said, you know, you've helped save our marriage because it's helped them stand in sync on their finances, help them talk about it more um, rationally. And to be honest, as they said, you know, we actually have a little bit of fun going into the app before we hated talking about money. And now it's actually a little bit fun. It's so awesome. I love both of those stories. Thanks for sharing. And then the last one is, I know you're always busy making improvements. Can you tell us anything uh, new that you've got planned for HoneyFi coming up? Yeah. For us, we're always listening to our customers. So we're getting a lot of feedback around wanting to be able to split expenses and being able to track expenses differently. So we're, we're adding a lot of features around that. And then a, a big one we're excited about is really to help couples save for goals that they're looking for. So oh, cool. actually building some of that into the app experience so that it's not um, something they have to do elsewhere. 
That's really exciting. And I've got to, to uh, thank my friend Hannah Rounds for turning us on to you. And you'll find uh, links to HoneyFi. It, it's HoneyFi.com. And you'll also find links in the show notes at StackyBenjamins.com. Rami, thanks for hanging out and uh, showing us HoneyFi. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. Hey there, Money Nerds. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and what a time we're having outside. The leaves are raked, the pumpkins are carved, and sitting out. Uh, a little wrinkle to that story. When we were placing them on the porch, I accidentally slipped and put my toe through the jack-o'-lantern. I put it right through there. It just went. It was so easy. Oh, my God. Anyway, I got to go fix that up, find some duct tape or something. But first, your trivia. How many of the continents can grow pumpkins? I'll be back with your answer and a solution to our jack-o'-lantern problem in just a moment. Big thanks to LinkedIn for supporting our podcast. Have you ever tried to hire somebody? Because it is hard. Because, you know, often your best candidates, they might already have a job. So what if you went to a place where people go daily to grow professionally and explore job opportunities? In fact, we already know that 70% of the U.S. workforce is in this place. It's called LinkedIn. You already know LinkedIn is the world's largest professional network. Well, it's also a better way to find great talent. Just ask any of the hundreds of thousands of businesses who've posted to LinkedIn jobs over the past year. 22 million professionals view and apply to jobs on LinkedIn every week. And because LinkedIn considers skills, experiences, location, and more to match and promote your job to potential candidates, businesses rate LinkedIn jobs as 40% higher than job boards at delivering quality candidates. Our podcast is only as good as its people. It's the same for your business. Every hire matters. So don't settle for just posting and praying the right person's going to stumble on your role and apply. Head to linkedin.com slash SB and get a $50 credit toward your first job post. That's linkedin.com slash SB for your $50 credit today. Terms and conditions apply. All right, raise your hand. Do you drive an extra five minutes in traffic to save just a few pennies at the gas pump? Well, when's the last time you spent five minutes trying to save on the big things like auto loans? Lucky for you, we brought in Nick Clements from Magnify Money with a few tips on saving money if you find yourself financing a car. If you're buying a new car, there's really no better deal than the 0% financing that would be offered by the manufacturer. The issue really starts to happen if you don't qualify for the manufacturer's financing or you're buying a used car. And in those cases, I, I think it's a very good idea to always shop online and get a low rate before you walk onto the lot. Uh, chances are high that the dealer will beat it, but if you don't walk onto the lot with a low rate to begin with, you know you won't get the best deal. Thanks, Nick. More than just auto loans, Magnify Money's the perfect spot for reviewing just how well or not your checking and savings accounts are performing. You might just decide to switch banks, and guess what? Why stick with just one bank at all when you can use magnifymoney.com to always find best-in-class stuff? Stackybenjamins.com forward slash magnifymoney. Average person saves $450 in interest when they go there. Stackybenjamins.com forward slash magnifymoney. trivia fans miss me of course you did but i had an important problem to solve that only a brilliant mind like mine could possibly solve see earlier this evening <clears throat> someone put their toe through a pumpkin anywho luckily i've come up with the answer 
Found this place outside of town that has a pumpkin patch. That's got to work, right? I'm headed out there in just a minute. But first, why don't I let you in on the wittiness that is my trivia answer. Here was the question. How many of the seven continents can grow pumpkins? The answer? Six. The only place pumpkins don't grow? Milwaukee. I'm kidding. It's Antarctica. They even grow in strange places like Alaska and Texarkana. Bet your friends won't know that. See ya. Greg McFarlane, you had it right. You second-guessed yourself. Story of my life. Put that on my tombstone, why don't you? <laughs> he second-guessed himself again. Or are you saying you put on your tombstone, damn the pumpkins, or the pumpkins got me? <sighs> so close. Yeah. Now you've got him second-guessing what to put on his tombstone. <laughs> there, there it is. Hey, can, I, can I put a request in for the uh, bioengineers out there? Can somebody please invent a seedless pumpkin? They got seedless watermelon. Oh, but aren't the lens contribution to humanity? <laughs> well, you know it's there Halloween, it right? And and you you know isn't that the worst part of making the your your jack o' lantern is pulling those dumb seeds out? Well, yeah, but if, do you roast the seeds? I love the roasted pumpkin seeds. You don't do that. I, I hate roasted pumpkin seeds. Oh, I, I, are you a communist? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm willing to learn. <laughs> pa- Paula, you like roasted pumpkin seeds. All I can think is you guys both have a lot of time on your hands. I think we, I think we must. Hey, have you guys heard of this teal pumpkin thing? Teal pumpkins? Like teal, like the color? Yes. No. Uh, I have not heard of this. Is that an unripe? That's unripe. It's unripe pumpkin. Right. Uh, It needs to grow uh, longer. Apparently, if you're sufficiently meddling and helicopter parent-ish, you put a teal, I'm not joking here. You put a teal pumpkin in your window or whatever and that signifies that your house is giving away allergen-free treats. Really? <laughs> wow. Yeah. I know nothing about that. So, Joe, if you, why don't you come over to my house? Guess what I'll give you? I'll give you the seeds that I pulled out of my – they won't be roasted, though. I'll just give you the seeds that came out of my pumpkin. I have a feeling you're just going to throw them at me, Len. That's what's, And then I'll tell you to get off my lawn. That's right. That's what's going to happen there. Yeah, absolutely. All the Halloween candy that I pass out is gluten-free, nut-free, soy-free, dairy-free, and also free. Oh, boy. You, you, live, you live in a building with a security guard. <laughs> yes. By all the Halloween candy, I mean I pass out zero. Hey, it's actually it's free of food as well. Hey, it's time, guys. And I hate to move on from this thrilling conversation, but it is, it is time for us to answer my mom's wrong number voicemail uh, brought to you by Stacky Benjamin's Courses. If you want to learn stuff, do you want to learn it from the nerdy person next door? You want to have some fun with it? Head to Stacky Benjamin's and look up our courses. You're going to see we got a new one called Finding Benjamin's about finding more money in your budget. But today we're taking a call from our new BFF, Glenn. Say hello, Glenn. Hey, Joe and OG. Love the show and believe it or not, occasionally I actually learn something. My question is regarding the latest security breach from one of the major credit bureaus. I went ahead and froze my credit, but I'm also likely to be looking for a new job in the upcoming months. Do you recommend unfreezing one's credit when applying for a job so that a potential employer might run a background check? Just curious what your recommendation is in this situation. Thanks. Greg, what do you think he does? Thanks for the question, Glenn. Greg, what do you, what do you think? Does he freeze his credit, leave his credit unfrozen? What does he do? I say freeze it because you have an out. One positive of this Equifax breach is that now you, if you're in the same situation that Glenn is, you have a perfectly valid excuse for freezing your credit. And 
depending on how far you want to take this, you might as well even tell a prospective employer, hey, I, I was or I might have been the victim of credit fraud. I don't think they're allowed to verify that, and they couldn't anyway if they're trying to check your credit. Uh, Len, you're a guy that's frozen his credit. We've talked about that many times over the years. What do you think uh, Glenn should do? Do you agree with Greg? I would keep his credit frozen, and I would just wait for your employer to ask for you to unfreeze it. Same. same. Why didn't you just say ditto? Why didn't you say what Greg uh, said? Because I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> Len, who's been on the show all five years and hasn't listened to one episode. Right. Paul, anything to add? Ditto. Yeah. Much better. You weren't listening? I, Ditto, I you would, weren't listening? Uh, I would just say freezing your credit. I'd just to put it out there and clarify it. Freezing your credit does not adversely affect your credit score. So go ahead and do it. And it's not. Don't really make a big deal out of it, basically. Nice job, team. Uh, thanks for the thanks for the answer, Greg, and for not listening, Len, and Paul, <laughs> Paula, for some of the clarification. If you've if you've got a question and want to call the wrong number, uh, head to stackybenjamins.com. And at the top of our site, it says questions for the show. Click that button, and that's how you get through to us. Doug also brings my, my pleasure, Joe. Glad I could carry the panel on my shoulders for that. <laughs> you, you you had it. Yeah, I didn't even need to call it. Why did I call on them, Greg? What was I thinking? Doug also brings down the mail, and today we got a letter from our new friend Al. Al says, okay, so I'm a pastor, and my wife and I have four kids. We're close to 50. One of our financial goals was to set up our kids for success by getting each a college degree and being debt-free. Our first child is now about 18 months from graduating college, and once he graduates, we'll definitely get an increase in our monthly margin because we won't be paying for college anymore. My wife and I have a small debate about what to do with the increased margin. She wants to put it all to debt and knock out our mortgage. I suggested we put 50% to the mortgage and 50% to a mixture of our Roth IRA and increase our 401k since we have roughly 15 to 20 years until retirement, knowing the impact of time on investments. Any thoughts for us as we set our sights now on setting us up well for retirement? Thanks for your help. Love the show. Uh, Paula, let's start with you. So what do you think? All right. So uh, when I look at, essentially the question is, should I put my money towards paying off mortgage debt or should I put my money towards retirement savings? Whenever that question comes up, I look at the spread between the interest rate on your uh, debt and the amount of money that you could earn in a retirement account. So historically, assuming that you put your retirement account money into a, a broad market index fund that tracks the overall U.S. stock market, you could over a long term expect to make around ballpark 8% over a long term annualized average. So let's assume that the interest rate on your mortgage is let's ballpark around 5%. That spread is 3%, which means really you could go either way. Now, if your mortgage payment uh, only has an interest rate of, say, 3%, then that spread is much greater. Then it's a 5% spread, in which case there's a stronger argument for putting money towards your retirement account. But again, you can't go wrong with either answer. So if you could sleep easier at night knowing that your mortgage is paid off, then assuming that you're you're getting your full employer match, it's totally fine to pay off your mortgage. Let's say though, Greg, because I like what Paula had to say, but let's say that that mortgage is pretty small. Don't you just knock out the mortgage first? Let's say if it's, I don't know, ten or fifteen thousand dollars left on it. Uh, it's tempting, and it gives you that that psychological peace of mind. You've got one one less debt to pay each month. But wait, this guy and his wife are putting four kids through college debt free. On a pastor's salary, 
did he leave out the part where the wife is Mary Barra, CEO of General Motors? How's he doing this? I have no idea. But it's great that they could. I mean, if they can do that and get themselves through retirement, too, how awesome is that? No, absolutely. Good for them. Yeah. I wonder if they bought my book. <laughs> I bet they did. Because you know why, Greg? Because it's the book that Lempenzo said is the best finance book he ever read. I bet they borrowed it from the library. I bet they downloaded a $7 copy of Control Your Cash, <laughs> Making Money Make Sense from Amazon. Absolutely. <laughs> Using the Stacking Benjamins link, stackingbenjamins.com forward slash Amazon. There. We all are in on it. <laughs> Wait, not me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Len, anything to add for Al, the pastor, and his uh, spouse? Do you think for marital harmony, he just does whatever she wants to do? Well, usually that's what happens. No, I would, uh, you know, my personal uh, preference is I don't pay down my mortgage. I, uh, especially at the, I'm sure he has a low interest rate. I'd prefer you keep as much liquid assets as you have. Let's face it. You have that money. If you ever needed to pay it down in an emergency, which I can't imagine why, just keep making your mortgage payments. Uh, keep the flexibility because whatever money you dump into that, you're giving to the bank. You ain't getting it back. Unless you sell your house and get it back out through the, you know, the sale of your house. So I, I'm the type of guy who I have a 30 year mortgage. I'm keeping it for 30 years. What so. do you think about the mixture of the Roth IRA 401k that he asks? Because because he said that, uh, if, you know, save 50 percent of it to Roth IRA 401k. Do you think you should go one way versus the other, Len? No, that's a great idea. I think that's a great head. He's hedging, right? That's a great strategy. You do a little bit pre-tax and then you do a little bit where there's, you pay your uh, tax up front. I think that's a great idea. Greg. Oh, and 10% into gold. <laughs> of course. Of course. That little? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm trying to go with the mainstream. Greg, I'm glad I'm not the only one that was thinking that. How do you, <laughs> how do you decide which way to go there, Greg, though, between using a Roth where the money goes in after tax and you get all these, you know, you get these tax benefits later versus taking the tax benefit now by putting it in the 401k? That's what I did, the latter. Okay. And it just depends. I mean, I can't predict what tax rates are going to be like when I'm 65. I used to say several decades down the road, but now that number of decades is less than two. So <laughs> moving, moving on. God, that's, de God, that's depressing. <laughs> I think that's, that's a great place to leave it. Thanks for the letter, Al. Thanks to everybody who sent us letters. Once again, if you've got a letter for the show or a question, stackingbenjamins.com right at the top of the page it says question for the show click that link you can either leave us a voicemail like glenn did or leave us a letter like al did thanks to everybody also who's left us when review. are you going to read my letter joe <laughs> we, we had to report that letter, that letter was, <laughs> i figured you did that letter was disgusting <laughs> I, uh, thanks to everybody who's left a review so people know what they're getting into when they listen to the Stacky Benjamin Show. Listen to this one, guys. We got a five-star review from our new friend, because mom's putting this on the refrigerator. Cool like Korean. Says Doug's Neighborhood, five stars. Love the show. These guys are lucky to have a neighbor like Doug. Joe and OG drop gems of um banner and have great guests. OG's candor's awesome. Joe's a great host, but Doug runs the neighborhood. You don't learn anything, but it's highly entertaining. You guys should be upset by that. Greg, you carried this show today by answering that question single-handedly, and Cool Like Korean doesn't even doesn't even say anything about you. I, I carried one segment. In fact, I carried part of one segment. By the way, I see that the Teal Pumpkin Allergy Project is now in at least its fourth year, and no one on the panel had heard of it, including me a couple of days ago. So, parents, you might as well hand out chocolate-covered poison ivy this Halloween. Oh, mm. oh. And, and and what do you do if you're handing that out? Do you have like a black pumpkin in the 
window, like a gray it, pumpkin in the window to show well, you don't that ha- you don't hand it out. You got to use gloves. You got a good good point. <laughs> Safety tip: leave it for the kids. <laughs> Let's talk about what's going on. And See, you do learn something on the show. You you really do. Not, and not even stuff you thought you were going to learn. Paula, what's happening at that crazy place called Afford Anything? The Afford Anything podcast is celebrating episode 100. Woo-hoo! Yeah. So for episode 100, well, I guess I can say the name of the guest because uh, by the time this episode comes out, that episode will be public. So Mad Fientist, Brandon, He was the first person I ever interviewed on the Afford Anything podcast, and I'm bringing him back for episode 100, and it's a video interview, so you can catch it on YouTube, youtube.com slash afford anything. You can watch a video interview with us that we filmed in Ecuador. That's crazy. Yeah. That's so crazy, it just might work. Story of my life. Len, she has no idea what that quote's from. Oh, that's a quote? I have no idea what that's quotes from either. Oh, come on, Greg. It's so crazy. It just might work. Sorry. <laughs> wait, wait. I'm Googling it. I'm go- that's Wait, so is, is it, it is it the Blues Brothers? Work. Blues Brothers? It was the A-Team. You guys didn't watch the A-Team? What's the A-Team? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. We got the B-Team here on the show. <laughs> I knew that was coming. She just left <laughs> it. Led, what's going on at LenPenzo.com? Hey, uh, the six biggest mistakes people make with their 401k plans. Oh. Okay. oh and for Greg, I think it was, was it Glenn? It was Glenn, uh, listener Glenn, who did the phone thing on the. Uh, yes. Glenn, come on by. I just recently did an article uh, explaining the most common inconveniences of freezing your credit. Oh, that's so, good. And that's based on 10 years of experience. He needs that piece. Yeah. Greg, you carried that segment, so we're giving you the last word. Tell me. That uh, Control Your Cash Volume 2, Return to Control Your Cash, is coming out soon. Very shortly. We are currently busy retouching and colorizing all the photos on the site that were in black and white. So that's going to take us a few days. And once once we do, it'll be up and running. I thought you were getting your teal pumpkin ready to go in the window. <laughs> just like I said, Paula has the security guard. I have a street gate. <laughs> just to keep those kids out. Right. Yeah, I'm O for the last, I think, 11 Halloweens. Thanks for playing, guys. Uh, hey, uh, Doug, what should we have learned today? No problem, Joe. Why don't you just get back to carving dirty pictures in those pumpkins, and I'll tell everybody what they should have learned today. First, if you're going to go through a bad breakup, don't go spend a bunch of money on retail therapy. That'll just make things worse for you financially in the future and extend the pain. Healthy activities like exercise or work can bring you not only a much-needed mind shift, but also give you more financial and physical well-being. Second, looking at freezing your credit even though you're applying for work soon? Go ahead and freeze it. Just let your prospective employer know. But the big lesson? Don't trust that guy in the overalls when he tells you there's a hayride out to the pumpkin patch. Sure, it's a lot of fun, but you just end up at the bait-and-switch event with a bunch of kids picking out new jack-o'-lanterns. I like this one. I want that one. (laughs) I'm going to go back and try the duct tape. Special thanks to Rami Sagaldeen from HoneyFi for joining us today. You'll find out more about HoneyFi on our show notes page at stackingbenjamins.com. Paula Pant appears courtesy of affordanything.com. Len Penzo appears courtesy of the cryptically named lenpenzo.com. Greg McFarlane appears courtesy of Control Your Cash. 
This show was created by Joe Saul Cihai, produced by Richie Rudder Reese, and engineered by the amazing Steve Stewart. Kathleen Selmans handles design, newsletter, and classroom opportunities. If you'd like to learn more, head to stackingbenjamins.com forward slash classes. Online, visit us on Twitter at at SBenjamin'sCast or on our Facebook page. Shannon Cowan is our community manager and social media guru. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and I'm a lot deeper than you realize. In fact, sometimes I just stand in front of my mirror and reflect. SB Podcasts may receive payment on the show from sponsors and guests in the form of books, giveaway items, discounts, or other remuneration. There's no way you would take advice from these dorks, but like Joe's mom always says, don't take advice from people you don't know. This show is for entertainment purposes only, and before making any financial moves, consult with a real financial advisor. What's wrong with you? Uh, It's either this show or indigestion. I hope it's indigestion. Why? It'll get better in a little while. So, Doug's trivia. I won't go through this whole thing. How many of the continents can grow pumpkins? How many of the continents can grow pumpkins? Paula? Let's see. I'm going to guess North and South America, Asia, Africa could probably do. I'm going to guess five out of seven. Greg? Well, to me, the obvious answer would be six, not Antarctica, which means it wouldn't be much of a trivia question. So I'm going to say seven. And for some reason, you can grow pumpkins on Antarctica. (laughs) Len? <laughs> I'm going to say eight. <laughs> <laughs> I'll include Mars, the continent of Mars. I bet, <laughs> didn't Matt Damon grow pumpkins up there? Uh, uh, I think Matt Damon grew, um, what did he grow? He, like he, uh, water. Oh, he, he grew a bunch of stuff. <laughs> but, but, okay, but, then I'm sticking with but, eight. But Paula, how do you even know what the hell we're talking about? Oh, oh, because uh, speaking of reading and writing, uh, The Martian is actually one of the books that I've read. Ah. And so when the movie came out, I paid attention to it only because I've read the book. You mean some books are based on movies or I mean, some movies are based. (laughs) (laughs) My wife and I have a small debate about what to do with the increased margin. She wants to put it all to debt and knock out our mortgage. What are you doing? What are you doing? Paula? Oh, ah. Sorry. <laughs> I, I'm trying to read. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and oh, gonna... I pulled a Greg. I'm sorry. I don't even know where the hell we are. I, I, started, I started making edits to the document as Joe was reading it. Yeah. <laughs> but even I'm not that bad. No. <laughs> no. Becoming a member at Navy Federal Credit Union can help you earn more and save more. Their certificate options could earn you more than standard savings accounts with competitive rates. Not all financial institutions offer you as many choices for savings options as Navy Federal does. For example, you could start your savings journey with a low minimum deposit, add money at any time, and watch your savings grow. Thanks to flexible terms, you can use Navy Federal's savings options for all kinds of goals, short or long term. Considering a big home improvement project, maybe you want to consolidate debt. Well, if you're thinking consolidation, that's part of your plan. You could borrow up to 100% of your home's equity with a fixed rate home equity loan 
with zero closing cost or easily borrow as you go with a home equity line of credit. What I like, you make your plan first and then you use the appropriate instrument to get you there. And Navy Federal has them. Both options could help make life's big expenses seem more manageable. To learn more, visit NavyFederal.org at Navy Federal. Our members are the mission. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA. Equal housing lender. Membership required. Terms and conditions apply. Loan subject to approval. 